his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. Hope you're having a great evening. Uh, I'm going to give you my contact information in just a moment. But, you know, this hour, since this is Christmas Eve Eve, and Christmas Eve is literally less than an hour away, I'm going to do some Christmas trivia. So I want you to put on your trivia cap and give us a call at 314-436-7900. I'll ask you three questions. Some of these are pretty darn easy. Some are rather challenging. So uh, give us a call, and I'll, again, the only prize that I can give you is my respect and my gratitude and my loyalty to your trivia genius. That's about all I've got to give this evening, folks. 314-436-7900. If you want to email me at any point in time, uh, I've, I've gotten some emails during the show tonight, uh, and I'll respond to those tomorrow. Thank you very much. If you'd like to send me an email, my email address for my law firm, Harris Dowell, Fisher & Young. My email address is byoung at harrisdowell.com, H-A-R-R-I-S. D is in David, O-W-E-L-L dot com. Uh, yeah, Christmas is coming up. I don't know what your favorite Christmas food is. Uh, this year, we're doing a, a honey-baked ham at our house because uh, you can't go wrong with a honey-baked ham. But unfortunately, you know, usually, and I'm sure the same is true at your house, Normally, what do you do on Christmas? You get people together, everybody shows up, you feed a whole bunch of people, uh, and then uh, you watch the little kids open presents, Who, and oftentimes they enjoy the boxes and the wrapping more than the present themselves. Uh, you just can't do that a lot this year. So that's why uh, no one, and I repeat, no one is going to be sad to see 2020 in their rearview mirror. So really looking forward to to 2021. Also, I'm looking forward to talking to Lynn Nancy. Uh, hey, uh, Nancy, how uh, how you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. Good. Hey, uh, I guess you'd like to play some Christmas trivia. I'll certainly try. All yep. right. Well, put your thinking cap on. And again, some of these questions, pretty darn easy. Some 
are a little more challenging. So first of all, which popular Christmas beverage is also called milk punch? What Christmas beverage is also called milk punch? Milk punch. What kind of drink do people drink? What do you drink at Christmas parties? You drink? Um, some cocktail. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Well, how about eggnog? Have you ever had eggnog? Oh, God. Now, I, I should have thought of that. Okay. I can't believe That's all right. All uh, right. Now, you, you've seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, right? The movie? Uh, no, I don't think I did. You've never seen the movie Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? I know the Reindeer? story, though. Okay, you know the story. Yeah, So if you think about the song of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, what did the other reindeer not let Rudolph do because of his shiny red nose? They didn't they let him do what? Play any reindeer game. Exactly. We got it. We need a sound effect of ding, 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 but we don't have that. So I'll have to okay. make that up. So uh, here's your third and final question, and that is in the, in the movie Miracle on 34th Street, you, uh, I don't know if you've seen that movie or not. Yeah. I, I, okay. That's an oldie but a goodie. It's yep. based on what real-life department store? Now, in the movie, I think it's called Gimbel's, but it's based upon a store that's even based right here in St. Louis. Not based here, but there are stores here in St. Louis. What store is is that based upon? I want to say Macy's. But you I... want to be correct because it is Macy's. Oh, so, I, so, okay. So, see, you got two out of three. Yeah, I'm pretty good at trivia. That's pretty good. Two out of three. You ought to try your hand at trivia contests. I I have, actually. Well, I can tell. Excellent. Hey, you got big, big plans for Christmas? No, I'm here by myself. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of folks are going to be by themselves this year because you just can't uh, get together with other friends or family like you can. But hopefully next year will be better. Hey, thanks for calling in this evening. Sure. Thank you. Uh, do you want to try your hand? Again, you can see the trivia questions aren't necessarily a big, tough one. So uh, give us a call, 314-436-7900. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Now, there's a, I've got a list of favorite Christmas movies here. And, uh, and it's interesting. I looked at a, a bunch of different lists of Christmas movies this year. And m- most of the lists that I looked at, did not have Die Hard on the list. Didn't have it. So I don't know if you've seen the movie Die Hard or not, uh, but I'm going to tell you, it, it's, I can't tell you that's my favorite Christmas movie because we all know what the best Christmas movie is. We all know It's a Wonderful Life, right? That's the number one Christmas movie. So I'm not going to try to say it's, it's a Wonderful Life, or if it's on par with Miracle on 34th Street, or if it even equates to How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, I'm not suggesting that it's any of those, or even a Charlie Brown Christmas. You know, that was on the other day, and I watched that. But Die Hard definitely is a Christmas movie. And uh, we, we got some we got some calls here, so I'm going to take these calls. But when we uh, when we finish with some of these calls... We're going to uh, we're going to go through why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Uh, Carl, I know you're holding. We're coming up here on a break, and we're going to take you right when we come out of this break. Uh, this is Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America, your Christmas trivia station, KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri. 
play KMOX. Oh, come all ye faithful. One of my favorite Christmas tunes. Hey, welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker, and we're doing Christmas trivia. If you want to throw your proverbial hat into the ring, give us a call, 314-436-7900. And Carl, uh, Carl, I've got a good feeling about you, buddy. You, you call it up to do the <laughs> trivia? Oh, I don't know. I guess. I win some and lose some, I guess. Well, well I, yeah, that's the way that's we all are. You know what I mean? I, I hear you, Carl. I hear you. Hey, uh, what are the two other most popular names for Santa Claus? You know he's Santa Claus. What are two other names for Santa Claus? Well, Chris Kringle. Yep, that's one. Uh, well, let's see. Besides Santa Claus, that would be... Uh, Good old... Jolly Saint Nicholas. Uh, well, good old Saint Nick, exactly. So, ding, ding, ding. You got that one, Carl. That's one. All right. Let's go for the right. second one. Elvis. You probably listened to some Elvis tunes in your day, didn't you? Well, I most certainly have, sir. Okay. So, Elvis isn't going to have a white Christmas. He's going to have a what Christmas? A blue Christmas. A blue Christmas. That's exactly right. And so, the third question. Now, this one's going to trip you up. Did you ever see the movie Home Alone? Yeah, somewhat. Oh, okay, come on. It's one of the best Christmas movies. And uh, you remember at Home Alone, the family all leaves. They're, they're in a suburb of Chicago. They go out of town, and they leave the kid at home, and he has to fight the bad guys, uh, Joe Pesci. And, and I forgot the other guy's name off the top of my head. But the, he's he's fighting off the bad guys while his family is on vacation. Do you remember where they went on vacation? Hmm. <laughs> well, I'll take a guess and say Florida or L.A. <laughs> no, sorry, Carl. They went to Paris. They were stuck in Paris during the movie Home Alone. But, hey, you got two out of three. And that's pretty darn good. It'll so, do for the evening. It would. So you got Christmas plans, do you, Carl? Well, somewhat, sir. I, uh, I just thank God I don't have the uh, the COVID, and uh, you know, and uh, and I pray that everybody has a good Christmas, sir. All right. Well, I share you. I enjoy, in that I enjoy your program this evening too, sir. Very good. Glad to hear that. Glad you glad you're enjoying the show, Carl. Thanks for calling in this evening. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, and if you want to try your hand at this, three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. And uh, I've got uh, a bunch of questions here. And then before the show ends this evening, I want to see I want to see if how producer Nathan does with some of these uh, trivia questions. So I'll be getting to you, pick on you in just a minute. But I'm also talking about Christmas movies, talking about Christmas movies. And I made the point that I think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I'm going to give you some of the reasons that I've, I, I put together a list a few years ago whenever I was arguing with Joe Holloman at the Post-Dispatch. And so I put together 10 reasons why I think that Die Hard is a is a Christmas movie. And so the first one is that it takes place on Christmas, okay? It takes place on Christmas. I mean, John McClane, you know how the movie goes. John McClane, 
He arrives in Los Angeles on Christmas Eve, and what does he do? He goes to his wife's work Christmas party. So, you know, we can we can sit here and we can quibble about whether any company would actually have a Christmas party on Christmas Eve because you know, it forces your employees to stay away from their families, and usually you have it on another day. But think about this. Groundhog Day, it takes place on Groundhog Day, and everybody knows that the movie Groundhog Day is about Groundhog Day. Why? Because it takes place on Groundhog Day. So if Die Hard takes place on Christmas Eve, if you use that same logic, then Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It takes place on Christmas Eve. So that's one of ten. I'll get back to that in just a minute because Doug is calling in to try his hand at Christmas trivia. Good evening, Doug. Good evening and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, my friend. I appreciate you calling in this evening. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> In the in the classic Christmas movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch is described with three words that all start with the letter S. It's something, something, something. And he, he's described that way multiple times in the movie and even in a song. Uh, and it starts stink, with the letter S. Stink, stank, stunk. Stink, stank, stunk. My goodness, Doug, that... I thought that was one of the tougher questions. You got that right. Uh, second question, uh, according to traditional Christmas lore, uh, which country was St. Nicholas born in? Oh, gosh. I believe in Holland. Holland. No, I, I, according to lore, he was born in Turkey. Oh, uh, so that 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 was a tough one. That was a tough one. That's okay. Uh, last question. This is you're going to nail this one, Doug. I just know it. In the movie, it's a wonderful life. What happens every time a bell rings? An angel gets his wings. That's exactly right. You got two out of three, my friend. All right. Hey, well, I hope you have a very merry Christmas and a very very blessed. 2021. Thank you, Doug. You got plans for Christmas? I sure do. We're having uh, my my kids are in from out of town. My sister and her uh, her kids and grandkids are coming over. We're going to have a big feast. We're having uh, uh, prime rib and and letting it all hang out. It's Christmas. It's only once a year, and it's a celebration of everything good. Good for you. Good for you. Hey, appreciate you listening, and thanks for calling in this evening. Thank you. All right, and have a blessed Christmas. So uh, I laid out reason number one why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Here's reason number two. I don't know if you know this or not. In fact, I'm getting ready to read the book. There's a book that is the basis for Die Hard. It wasn't just a script that was made up for a movie. It was adapted from a book. And the book is called Nothing Lasts Forever. And I think the book came out in the early 80s, mid-80s. And so I, this is on my reading list from the library. In fact, I've already requested it from the library. And the book is also set in Christmas. And I, and I read some of the excerpts from the book. And it has the same general plot as 
as the movie. You know the plot of Die Hard. Terrorists take over a building during a Christmas party, right? But this goes even further with the Christmas theme because John McClane's character, he's guilty about his wrecked family and about missing his kids, and he really looks at this Christmas as a way to solve all of his family problems. So literally the genesis of the movie is Christmas time. It's Christmas time. So, and if you've seen the movie, you're going to know point number three, which is Christmas songs. And by the way, again, we're still doing the Christmas trivia. If you want to call in and uh, try your hand at Christmas trivia, 314-436-7900. But think about all of the Christmas songs that you hear in Die Hard. There's, okay, I'm trying to think here. There's uh, Winter Wonderland. There's Let It Snow. There's uh, uh, Chris, there's a, like a Run DMC. I can't remember the name of that song. Christmas in Hollis, I think. I don't remember the name of it. But there's there's multiple. In fact, the soundtrack throughout the whole movie is Christmas songs. Even in that in that great scene where the elevator opens up and the guy, the uh, John McClane, kills the first terrorist, and the elevator opens up and the dead terrorist is wearing a Christmas hat and his sweater says "Ho ho ho! I have a machine gun." Okay. Even when that scene happens, what's going on? There's Christmas music in the background. So, yes, there's Christmas songs in Die Hard. Uh, for the, the events of the movie, they don't make sense if it's not at Christmas time. There's no reason to be there. The terrorists were pl- plotting to steal all of the bearer bonds from the Nakatomi Tower because it was Christmas. I mean, the whole plot of the movie involves Christmas. And there's multiple Christmas references. Uh, the, the the bad guy Hans Gruber keeps saying it's Christmas time. He says it's the it's Christmas. It's the time for miracles. And uh, I just mentioned I have a machine gun now. Ho ho ho! So there's lots of references to Christmas. Also, think about this. Christmas time. I bet you at your house, you have rewatched or you have certain Christmas movies that you watch. Every year, right? You watch It's a Wonderful Life. You might watch Elf. You might watch Miracle on 34th Street. Whatever those movies are, or Grinch Stole Christmas, or a Charlie Brown Christmas, whatever those are, you watch them over and over and over again. The word for that is called rewatchability. And Die, Die Hard has that quality of rewatchability because you watch it every year, right? And even the writer of the script, his name is Stephen D'Souza. He wrote the script for the movie, adapted it from the book. Even he says, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I'm going to go with, uh, with the last point here as we wrap it up for this segment. And that is statistics do not lie. According to the Dish Network last year, 1.3 million Americans watched Die Hard on Christmas Eve in 2017. This is for 2017. And that beat out traditional holiday favorites of Home Alone, of Miracle on 34th Street, and the Santa Claus. So people watch it at Christmas. They watch it over and over again at Christmas. And they watched it more than Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street, and the Santa Claus. So... No doubt in my mind, case closed. I submit this evidence for your consideration for the jury of X, and that is that Die Hard 
is, in fact, a Christmas movie. What are your thoughts? Or if you want to play some more Christmas trivia, give us a call at 314-436-7900. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young filling in for Ryan Recker. I'd like to say it's your official Christmas station, but I think that's KZK. So we're the official Christmas trivia station. KMOX, at least I just made that up, so don't repeat that. I'm the fill-in guy. What can I do? Hey, welcome back to KMOX, and I wanted to bring on producer Nathan because I'm going to ask you some trivia questions. You ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Okay. All right. Here we go. You know the song, Silent Night. What are the next two words? Holy Night? Yeah, that's it. Okay. You, you, you're looking I, at me like, oh, my goodness. It was. It felt too easy to be, like, real. Well, I know. Well, that's just the next question. So, you ever seen the movie Polar Express, right? Yes. Who's the Who stars in six, as six different characters in Polar Express? One actor did the motion capture for six characters in Polar Express. Who is it? I have no idea. Now, think about it. It's a movie about transportation. And if you could pick any actor, whom would you not want to go anywhere with? On a Tom Hanks. Hey, Tom, ding, ding, ding. There you go. <laughs> right? That's all you needed to tell me. Every movie Tom Hanks is in, the plane crashes. If I ever get on an airplane and I see him, oh, I'm getting his autograph and then walking off the plane. It's time to go. <laughs> you know, if you see Tom Hanks on a plane, it's time to go or... If you see him on a plane, make sure he keeps that darn Swiss Army knife. Because you remember in, in, in uh, what was that? It wasn't, what's, what's the name of that movie he's in? Castaway. When he's in Castaway, he's got the Swiss Army knife, and then he loses it. And it would have come in so handy on the desert island, but he, he didn't have it. So, yes, Tom Hanks played six different roles in the Polar Express. Okay, think about the movie Frosty the Snowman been a long time since i've seen it but okay let's, let's hear it what did frosty the snowman do when a magic hat was placed on his head oh he came alive he came alive but he but in the even it's even in the song when they placed it on his head what did he do it's in the song think about the frosty the snowman song i'm not gonna sing it because i can't sing i can't sing either what did he all i know is he comes alive he comes alive but he does something very specific oh he be, he doesn't he begin to dance there you there go. There you go. He began to dance around. Okay, last question. Uh, you're not going to get that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Challenge well, accepted? Well, okay. All right, then. Uh, Christmas Story. You ever seen that movie? The guy with the BB gun? Yeah. You'll okay. shoot your eye. I have right, one of those, You'll shoot your actually. eye. Uh, yeah, you got one of those Red Rider BB guns? Yes, okay. sir. In, in, uh, in a Christmas story... What is Ralphie's little brother's name? Because Ralphie is the main character. He's the one that's got to wear the stupid bunny costume. Right. And so, but his brother is always with him. His little brother is named what? Starts with an R. Because he's Ralphie and his little brother is... Randy? Randy, exactly. 
Exactly. Of course, I had to help you a little bit, but a little bit. Yeah. But that you know th- that was a tough one. That was a tough one. So tonight, Nathan, you are the winner, my friend. Yay! You're the winner, and you are the recipient of my undying gratitude and respect. And that's that's about. All I look to cash that in someday. Okay. You, can, <laughs> you know what? If you get a speeding ticket anytime, you let me know, and I'll take care of it for you. Okay. Where were you a couple of years ago? <laughs> So that'll be the uh, that'll be my present is a uh, future assistance with a traffic violation because that's about that's about all all that I can give. Hey, one of the things we in the few minutes that we have left here in the show, because I want to make sure that we save room for the person that I consider to be the jewel of Camel Wax, and that's Kevin Colleen and a whole other story. We're going to get to that after the next break. But at the beginning of the show this evening, I mentioned that the uh, that the COVID-19 bill, I believe it was $2.3 trillion, $2.3 trillion. Now, I, I like to think that I've got a great imagination. I cannot imagine $2.3 trillion. I mean, that's, that's even more than like Bezos has. You know, he doesn't have that much. So this bill passed $2.3 trillion. And we're being told, and I'm not trying to pick on any politician, but we're being told whether it's by Nancy Pelosi or whether it's by Mitch McConnell. We're told that this $2.3 trillion is designed to help fight the economic collapse due to COVID. That's what we're told. That's what we're told. And yet, and I can't go through this. It's a 6,000-page bill. But here are just a few of the things. I want you to know what your tax dollars are going for. Because to me, this is outrageous. This is the reason why people hate politicians. Because they pass this bill to ostensibly help people who are suffering from COVID. And in the bill, it only gives $600 per person, which I I agree with President Trump. It should be $2,000, not $600. And it could be 2000 per person if it didn't have these stupid, ridiculous, and absurd things in this bill. For example, for example, $1.4 billion goes for construction of a wall on the southern border. Now, really, I don't mind money going to a wall on the southern border, but why is that in a COVID bill? Why? $7 billion to expand broadband access across the country. Folks, that has nothing whatsoever to do with COVID. How about a rule that says the U.S. Postal Service can no longer deliver e-cigarettes? Why is that in there? This list is so long, I cannot simply just read this. But one of the things that I find particularly egregious is that that money in that COVID bill, that $2.3 trillion, that money doesn't just come out of the air. That comes from your paycheck, and it comes from my paycheck, and it comes from the paycheck of every person that pays taxes in this country. And yet, even though that comes from our tax dollars, $500 or $500 million is going to Israel. $250 million is going to Palestinian economic aid. $100 million is to, and I'm quoting here, 
to combat the transnational threat of wildlife poaching and trafficking. That's right, $100 million to stop wildlife poaching overseas. $10 million for gender programs in Pakistan. So we're going to give Pakistan $10 million for gender programs. What does that even mean? And besides, why are we giving money to Pakistan when that country hates the United States? They, they, uh, they do not cooperate with us in the fight against terrorism. And if this is supposed to be helping Americans with COVID issues, why are we giving $10 to Pakistan, much less $10 million? $1.4 billion is going for the Asian Reassurance Initiative Act. So we're going to send $1.4 billion to Asia, $1.3 billion to Egypt. This is all in the COVID-19 relief bill. $700 million is going to Sudan. And folks, I'm just giving you the highlights. I can't even go through all this list. I'd be here another three hours reading this. $135 million is going to Burma. $130 million is going to Nepal. Cambodia is going to get $85 million out of the COVID relief bill. And did you know that $10,000 per person for a student loan bailout is in the COVID bill? $100 million to NASA. $20 million to the U.S. Postal Service, $300 million for the Endowment for the Arts. I mean, this, this goes on and on, but here's my favorite. Here's my favorite of all of these worthless, pointless, and outrageous expenditures. Two, let's see, where is it? There it is. <laughs> this is just beyond belief. $25 million in your COVID relief bill is earmarked for cleaning supplies for the Capitol building. So it costs 25, we had to put in a $25 million expenditure in a COVID relief bill for what? Toilet paper and Windex? For cleaning products for the Capitol building. It, that, that's outrageous. Uh, an additional $25 million for more salary for the House of Representatives. $90 million for the Peace Corps. $9 million for miscellaneous Senate expenses, $100 million for air conditioners. So, the, the, and again, the list goes on and on and on, and I have to stop reading it because it just doesn't end. If this is the kind of thing that makes politicians hated. I'm not saying any of these projects aren't worthwhile, and perhaps they should be funded, and that can be explored. But they got all lumped into this $2.3 trillion bill for one reason and one reason only is because it was an emergency and they had to pass the bill. And so that's when that's how Washington, your government, gets things done, is that they shove everything into a bill at the very last moment when it has to get passed. Hey, we're coming up here on a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the show this evening. Brad Young uh, filling in this evening for Ryan Recker. Thanks for staying up late. We'll be right back. Dear Santa Claus, my Christmas wish is for peace, harmony, and happiness for all. Thank you, Johnny Rabbit. Happy holidays from KMOX. 
Welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in this evening for Ryan Recker. Appreciate you staying with us uh, almost to midnight, almost to Christmas Eve. And you heard right before we came out of that break, you heard a kind of a Christmas hello from Johnny Rabbit. And I, I got to tell you, uh, I listen to Camo X all the time. I do. And I really, truly miss Johnny Rabbit. He's been off the air because of COVID, uh, because he just can't, uh, you know, come to the studio. So we're hoping that he's going to be rejoining us very soon because he is a treasure. And Saturday nights, Saturday nights just aren't the same on Camel X without Johnny Rabbit. So, Johnny, uh, you're probably asleep right now. But, uh, my friend, we're looking forward, anxiously looking forward to you coming back to Camel X soon. I, I wanted to ask another question. It's not even a trivia question, but... But uh, producer Nathan, here this, this story caught my eye, and I wanted to get your perspective. And of course, I I don't warn you in advance when I throw these things at you because I want your unblemished response. So, the, <laughs> okay, your I, laugh is scaring me. I, well, I read this story this week, and I, and I immediately wanted to ask you this because in Florida, you know, one of the issues that they have in Southern Florida in the Everglades is too many pythons, too many python snakes, okay? All right. So the department of, of, I don't remember what department it is, in Florida, state officials in Florida are working to determine if the Burmese python is safe to eat because if so, they're going to start capturing these pythons and serving them as food as a way to thin them out of the Everglades. Would you, my friend, eat Eat a Burmese python steak burger. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I no. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Why not? What do you think of snakes? I. You know. I. I've had a quote unquote pet one growing like in our garden, like in our yard growing up. Yeah. So like that one was okay, but in general, no. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I could do that. That would be. Plus, I bet they're really gamey. Yeah, no, I, I'm thanks. not thinking it tastes very good. You know, my my youngest daughter, who still lives at, lives at home with me, she's a senior in high school. She has a pet ball python. It's big. I mean, it's it's several feet long, and she keeps it as a pet, and she pulls it out, and it goes around, and I hold it. It's pretty cool. I don't know that I would be eating one of those either. It at least probably give you a lot of meat, though, don't you think? Oh man, that that. Just the one my daughter has is huge, but these these Burmese pythons in the Everglades are like twenty feet long, and they weigh hundreds and hundreds of pounds. So yeah, you could get a lot of meat out of those things. Uh, and so if they could figure out a way to turn that into food, that would be the quickest way to thin the herd of the Burmese python problem uh, down in the Everglades. Hey, I don't want to keep talking because uh, I want to make sure that we save time for the jewel of Camo X, Kevin Colleen, and this week's whole nother story. Merry Christmas, Santa. Be careful on the motorcycle. Merry Christmas. There he was in a bright red suit with a shiny white beard, cruising down Broadway near the MacArthur Bridge. Jerry McBride riding one of those three-wheel motorcycles, festooned with tinsel and blaring Christmas music. What's it all about? People are, are, they don't have nothing too much to cheer about, staying home, losing their jobs. So I get out 
and I drive around, if they smile or laugh and wave, it does my heart good and it does their heart good. I'm 65 years old. I got COPD. I got a bad heart. I'm a cancer survivor. So I'm, I'm doing my best to hang in there. Well, I guess uh, driving around like Santa cheers you up too. Oh, God, yes, yes, yes. Especially when the little kids come up to me. What do they do? What do they say? Santa, I want this, I want this, and I want this. I mean, you're on, in traffic. Do they lean out of car windows? Well, I ride around in neighborhoods where there's no traffic. And the people, I, I live on the hill. And the people on the hill, they know me, and they see me coming down through the neighborhoods, and they come out on their front porch, bring their kids out. Do, do they think that you're the real Santa, some of them? Oh, God, yes. Yes, yes. I might get their parents in trouble, because I ask them, I say, well, have you been good? And they say yes, and I say, okay, well, you're going to get what you want. Oh, boy, I don't know. <laughs> As he turned up the music, Santa rode north up 4th Street, past the line of cars at the White Castle, past the concrete drag racing prevention barricades, and into the heart of a mostly empty downtown, making people feel a little less empty. That's Jerry McBride of The Hill. With a whole other story, I'm Kevin Colleen. Thank you, Kevin. You know, Kevin always and consistently finds the most interesting people to talk to. I don't know how he does it, but he always finds stories that are compelling and interesting. And uh, uh, and every time I listen to a whole other story, which is every one that he, he comes out with, I, I never cease to be amazed at the quality and the interesting nature of everyone that Kevin Colleen talks to. He's the jewel of Camel X, and we're lucky to have him. Hey, coming up in the next hour, we're going to be replaying uh, the earlier hour of the show, and we're going to be talking to St. Louis County Councilman Ernie Trakis for the next hour. So uh, make sure you stick around for that. Also, as you're gathering uh, on Christmas Day and as you're finding things to talk about that don't involve President Trump, that don't involve the election, that don't involve uh, who's going to be president on January 20th, when you're looking for things to talk about, Make sure that you remind folks at your Christmas gatherings, now this is very important, write this down, that you advise everyone at the Christmas gatherings that Die Hard is, in fact, a Christmas movie. Don't forget to tell them that. Brad Young sitting in this evening for Ryan Recker. Uh, I'll be talking to you next week as well. Thanks for joining us here on Overnight America, KMOX. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.